Four Finger Discount is proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Trivia Nights. To find out when they're going to be doing a show near you, go to facebook.com slash the Simpsons best moments. I have just been appointed to do safety inspector at this very plant. Four Finger Discount, dude. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode. This is episode four. It is. Four finger discount. Show. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. I'm going to turn you down, Mitch. You are very loud. Talk again. Talk again. We're going to test. This is what we do here on the show. Hello, hello. I'm going to turn you down. There we go. That's better. Um, welcome to Four Finger Discount Australia's only Simpsons based podcast. Thanks to everybody who listened to our past episodes. And thanks to everybody that's liked us on Facebook so far. Yeah. Facebook, it's going really well. Facebook.com slash Four Finger Discount. If you're a fan of us on Facebook, then you'll be well aware that we're now sponsored by who, Mitch? We are sponsored by Simpsons Best Moments, or the yes. Best Simpsons Moments, one of those the Simpsons Best Moments. Simpsons Best Moments on Facebook. Uh, and thank you very much to their support uh, through them. The video that we put up recently is up in the thousands of views uh, yeah. for our first one ever. So that's that's very, very exciting. Make sure you like their page. They're putting up Simpsons clips all the time. And like five, six a day minimum. At least uh, photos. Um, there's some sort of... Uh, cards that they... I think it's like a Pokemon card thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah very, very cool. Um, and they also run Simpsons Trivia Nights. What are we reviewing today? Uh, so we're reviewing the episode Homer's Odyssey, which is uh, episode three of season one. Okay, I've got some facts. Uh, it aired January 21st, 1990. Mm-hmm. The chalkboard gag was, I will not skateboard in the halls. Yes, and then he, of course he takes off on the skateboard. Yes. Hilarious. Through the halls. And the couch gag, they're, they're very simple back in the first season. The family mm. rush onto the couch and it falls apart. Yep. Wrapped it up quite easily. Now, do you want to sum up the plot in like 30 seconds? Basic plot. uh, The Simpsons get real dark here is the basic plot. Homer loses his job early. uh, The school goes on a trip out to the nuclear power plant. Homer gets distracted looking for Bart, causes a disaster, loses his job, uh, and goes to kill himself um, before experiencing a second coming as safety supervisor of Springfield. I'm going to say I didn't like this episode or not because it was dark. I just felt it got a bit boring. It was a bit muddled. Yeah, it's just, it was like there was, this was two stories. This, this could have been two different episodes. Yeah. I feel the the episode should have been Homer, it should have ended with Homer just realising he loves his family and he made a bad decision to want to kill himself. Yeah, they could have dragged that out a bit longer. That could have been an episode in itself. The whole Homer wanting to become in charge, not wanting to become in charge, but eventually becoming the safety, is it safety inspector? The safety... Safety supervisor. Supervisor, whatever, of the power plant. Um, That could have been an episode in itself. Mm. Whether it would have been interesting, I don't know. Now, this was the first episode, the script, the first script they ever finished writing. Yeah. Do you think it shows from watching it? Yeah, definitely. And it's a little bit of a shame that the previous episode, episode number two, was so strong. Yeah. That it's, rather than having a natural progression up, it's kind of started really high and then dropped off for the second episode, which, you know, it can happen from time to time, I guess. But it, it, it's very jarring to watch this um, after how much we loved watching the last one. Do you think they needed to go to the extreme of having Homer want to kill himself? I feel that that seems like such a... I don't know if it needed an to over happen. Over-the-top so, reaction to... So quickly? Yeah, it's like he couldn't find a job within a few days. Like, how long... From when he got fired in the opening act, mm. how long do, is it until he wants to kill himself? I think it was that night, wasn't it? He had a look through the classifieds. There was a bit of a montage of him having doors shut on his face. Yeah. That night, he's laying on the couch, wants to get a beer, but uh, doesn't have any in the house, has no money for a beer... Uh, he then tries to steal from Bart by raiding his piggy bank. 
which is one of the darkest moments in history of television. Yeah, I can't... We were racking our brains. I cannot think of any time on network television in particular that a dad would have stooped to that low. Um, and I'm it, like, no, what about this show? You're like, cable. What about that show? Cable. Cable. <laughs> I mean, you have to admire the balls of the Simpsons writers to put something like that in. Again, in a cartoon, and I guess in a way that they were following on with that establishment of we're not your regular cartoon, we are going to be different and we're going to explore things that most cartoons don't explore. So... In a way, you do admire it, but there were some missteps throughout the episode. That's not to say that there weren't also some laughs. Oh, it started off, I thought the episode, when I first watched it, I remember thinking it's going to be about Bart, mm. because it's all Bart, Bart, Bart in that first, say, five minutes of the show. Uh, it's one of the funniest lines in the first 30 seconds. Class, I don't want this field trip to be a repeat of our infamous visit to the Springfield State Prison, so I want you all to be on your best behaviour. Especially you, Bart Simpson. Mrs. Krabappel, I didn't unlock that door. You know, as you said, it, it really sets it up like it's going to be a wacky hijinks type scenario with Bart, but the, the family really gets sidetracked. Um, yeah. Well, not sidetracked. They get put to the side after, They're a after subplot, that opening. But not even a subplot. They're just not there. <laughs> Scenery, basically. Yeah, yeah. They're just there to support Homer on his escapades. His quest. And it, even the whole... Okay, I, so he's going to kill himself because he can't get a job to support his family. Hmm. And then he doesn't want to kill himself because he's got a purpose in life because he's going to get signs put around Springfield. Yeah. That seems a bit Maybe silly. his family would be a purpose, you it's, think? Yeah, yeah, it just seems a bit sort of weak in that regard. Mm. But then the whole getting signs put up all around Springfield, and then he gets a giant crowd of people supporting him, and you think, that just wouldn't happen. Well, I know, that, the whole, the last act just didn't need to happen. That The crowd element, though, is one interesting aspect, not necessarily in this episode on a, on its own, but when you when viewed in the, the, the prism of, of the entire show. Um, the Simpsons have always dealt a lot with mob behaviour. Um, we'll be dealing in future episodes with the amount of times that there's a riot. Uh, this episode does have a few examples of people just blindly going along with the crowd and they don't really know why. I mean, as you said, they've got absolutely no reason for celebrating this nobody who got a stop sign up <laughs> and, and, and a keep off the grass sign, but they just go along with it because that's what people in Springfield do. A little bit off topic. You mentioned mm-hmm. all the riots. How good is the Simpsons riot music? Yeah. It's just, I love it. I just had it in my head. Just The entire time you were just talking, I had the right music in my head. I'm glad you were listening. <laughs> this is also an episode where we get the first appearance of many characters. Now, yep. a notable one that we need to mention first is Smithers. Go. Uh, Black Smithers. Black Smithers. Yeah. The first known the appearance of Black Smithers, I think. Uh, no, he was black all throughout the season one. No, nah, surely not. I think I it was just this. I guarantee you he was black at the Springfield picnic, that, uh, like the, the nuclear pant. Nuclear plant family picnic. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Oh, man, I hope you're so wrong. I can't wait to prove you wrong in future episodes. <laughs> uh, so let's elaborate on the um, on the whole, why was he blacksmithers? Uh, the animators just thought... Because he was a subordinate? Yes, and the, the animators <laughs> thought, let's make him black. And that is probably the most racist thing I've ever heard on The Simpsons. Probably. But, Outside but, of Groundskeeper Willie, who but, I think is the most racist character yeah. that they have. It was a good option to our turn him white, though. They, they say, oh no, we, we meant for him to always be white. Now, that's something we'll never, never know is if it's the truth, whether they saw him and thought, you know what, maybe Smithers shouldn't be black Smithers. Yeah, well, look, we covered that the banana came back the wrong colour in the last episode, oh, so yeah. maybe Smithers came back the wrong colour as well. <laughs> there's, there's he a- is a bit of a fruit, after all. Oh, there you go, you slipped that yeah, one in. the second one that I've got. <laughs> now, Mr. Burns, also the first, not, it's not the first time we see him, it's the first time we see him predominantly in an episode. First time speak. he takes prominence. Yeah. It's the first time that he's, and the only time that he's able to say, uh, Simpson, at last we meet. Yeah. And it's actually real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was not voiced by Harry Shearer in this episode. 
He wasn't? No. That, that's the, that's that. the tidbit. He's voiced by the guy that you were trying to look up before, Collins. Christopher Collins. Yes. The guy who apparently voiced Mo, you said. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, this is an interesting thing. Christopher Collins um, was originally on as Mo and Hank Azaria ended up coming in to replace him because Christopher Collins, by all accounts, was an absolute prick on set. Yep. He wasn't happy with his conditions. He had a, a little bit of a, don't you know who I am? Because yeah. he, he'd voiced G.I. Joe. Starscream. He, he, exactly. Yeah. He was really big in the voice industry. Um, but he was a prick and he pricked himself out of being, you know, out of the biggest payday that oh. you would ever get. What did they just recently sign for? Seven million a season? Close to that, yeah. Yep. That's um, insane, isn't it? Think of like Yardley Smith. She gets seven million dollars to voice one character. I know. If you were on the cast, would you be a little bit annoyed that she's getting as much as you? I would. I get it. She's fallen into a good thing, but still, it doesn't seem fair. They all seem to have so much love for each other, though. I think it's a yeah. real collaboration. So you know, look, they've all built it from the ground up. It's it's like a uh, successful marriage. Yes. Maybe one is a stay at home mum, and maybe she's not doing as much. But you've built your life together. You deserve half. I think this is, getting back to Collins, I think this is the only episode where he does voice Burns. And what I read was he was gone after this because he was too hard to work with. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... How many characters would he... Who else would, do you think he would have voiced? If he voiced Mo and Mr. Burns, mm. who else do you think he would have ended up voicing? Well, would he have taken the entire Azaria stable, do you think? Like, Wiggum and... Do you, but do you think they created characters because Azaria was just so good? Surely they didn't have all these characters fleshed out like in their mind. I think it's one of those things with voice voice artists that maybe a little bit of it goes back to the writer. But from what I've heard, they uh, Hazaria in particular has said that early on he didn't know what he was doing at all. Uh, he would often, you know, need to have them sort of feed, not give him a line read, but sort of feed what they want, and he'd be able to produce it. So I think no, it probably would have gone down that path anyway. Um, probably from season ten onwards, I think is when they. It might vary from actor to actor, but that's when they really start to take over on their own. How clever were the fact that the um, the producers got the same people to do so many different voices to save money? It's just genius. Yeah. yeah. Like, de- who do you think who does the most? Is it Hank and Dan? Do you think? Not Harry. Oh, Harry does a lot, doesn't he? But he's not in the cast anymore. Well, so he's, he's not there <laughs> anymore. No, uh, probably Hank. I, I feel like Hank's the most versatile, particularly if they just need someone to step in for uh, now that Harry's gone. But yeah, yeah. He, if they just needed a bit character on the side, yeah. Well, also some first other appearances on this episode. We got a, a, a um, an appearance from Blinky, Three Eye Fish. We has, did. Who's going to be appearing in another episode? I think it's season two. I think. Yeah, two eyes. Uh, sorry, two cars in every garage and three eyes on, on every, every fish. fish. Yes, it's a good political episode. Um, we also got the first appearance from Otto Man, Chief Wiggum, Jasper Beardley, who doesn't say nothing, but he's just in the background. Doesn't even move. I don't think no, he's no. completely unanimated in the background. He's yeah. just he is a background. Yes, uh, Mister and Mrs. Winfield. Who yes. are laughing when Homer Simpson is like? She goes, "I think Simpson's going to go kill himself," and they're happy about it. Yeah. Oh, looks like young Simpson is going to kill himself. No, well, maybe not. Maybe he's just taking his boulder for a walk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible old people, and um, others include Sam and Larry from the bar, mm-hmm. and Sherry and Terry. Yeah, Sherry and Terry at one point bodiless. Yeah, we should mention that. Well, how far into the episode? Well, um, it's when they're walking through the power through plan. Through the power well. plan. If you if you guys are watching this or go back and find it on DVD, then it's about two or three minutes in, I reckon. It'd be less than five minutes in, and you will see a floating head on a school vacation. I think it's when Sherry and Terry are trying to give Bart shit for his, his dad being a bad worker or something. Yeah, yeah, and, and Bart so- completely misinterpreting it. <laughs> hey, Bart, our dad says your dad is incompetent. What does incompetent mean? It means he's more time yakking and scarfing down donuts than doing his job. Oh, okay. I thought you were putting him down. 
Also, as I said, Otto Mann, who makes his first appearance now, you pointed something out that I didn't pick up on, the fact that Otto, about his tattoo. Yeah, so this is an interesting little continuity glitch that came in. We we covered about how the Simpsons Simpsons roasting on an open fire was not originally intended to be the first episode. Now, in, Well, we assume that. Well, well I'm just going to call it. <laughs> We've done our research. I'm not calling it. In, in that episode, we see Bart get a tattoo and then have to get that laser removed. Yeah, um, moth. Yes, moth. Uh, in this episode, Otto Man shows that he has a a new tattoo a skull with a knife through it. Skull with a knife through it that he just woke up with that yeah, morning. Yeah. And Bart's like, "Oh, cool! I want one." Um, so, which was an interesting thing that had it chronologically been taking place, that you wouldn't think he three episodes later would be so desperate to get a tattoo. Two episodes later. Two episodes later, after he's just had one removed. Yeah, it makes no sense. Also, uh, moving along, Chief Wiggum. Now, Chief Wiggum brings up the first. I guess you can't say the first appearance, but the first mention of El Bato. El Bato. And we get to see what Bart would look like when he's older. The menacing graffiti artist. Yes. Uh, did, did you... Because he's not mentioned as El Bato in episode two when he's refreeding no. Skinner. So do you think we're just supposed to assume they mean El Bato? As is, assume that he assume is Bart. That is Bart. Yeah, I think that that's because the point of the that they're trying to make. It's also the first real sign of seeing the incompetence of the Springfield Police Department. That in what, I, in what sense? The identical sketch being you know twenty years too old. And <laughs> how did you think? How did they put the sketch together? Like, have they seen him spray painting? Or okay, how can they look at graffiti and go? I think that's what that guy's going to look like. Yeah, someone from across the road, maybe groundskeeper Willie filming some couples in a car, and they get a little out of focus thing in the top left corner of frame. Yeah, getting back to the um. The whole sub, well, not the subplot, the actual plot of the story is Act Two when Homer he's decided he's going to give up on life. Yep. There's so much happening in there, that scene. That there we need are. To talk sorry. About. Again, we've been a little negative about this episode, and I do want to point out that there are some of the funniest jokes about suicide that you will ever see. Oh yeah, in it's, that it's, it's not a it's not an in your face laugh out loud. Here's a million jokes a minute show, no. but there are a lot of hidden stuff that I. For the first time, I was only picking up on it when yep. you pointed it out to when me. When he's writing his suicide note, uh, I'll leave you with the advice my father gave yeah. me, a um, few things, and then never give up. Um, picks up his boulder and ties it to himself. As he's walking out, notices that the fence is a little bit squeaky and they just pop, pop some oil the in there gate, to fix yeah. that. I, I think that they really worked hard to win back some sympathy for Homer after he had done such a heinous thing of trying to steal from his son. How, how deep is that, though? When you read this, I will be dead. I'm yeah. Like, when I went back and watched it, I'm thinking, man, The Simpsons never gets this deep anymore. And no. Never, I don't think it has since, have it? has it? Uh, no, well, maybe the one where Homer genuinely thinks he's going to die after oh, eating that's the, a big the one. poison yeah. fish. Yeah, but um, that's not although, his fault. He's, he's, he's killing yeah, himself. There's, he's there's given lot, up on his family. I was going to say, there's a lot more sympathy earned in that episode yeah. because it's not his fault. Yeah. It's um, the master whose delicate hands were busy. <laughs> it was to blame. <laughs> yeah. So um, you continue. So he's walking out. He's just fixed the squeaky gate. Just fixes the squeaky gate. Uh, as he's walking off down the road, great, <laughs> straining under this boulder. He goes, oh, nothing's easy. Yeah, everything's hard. And then it. makes his way down to the bridge where he plans on throwing himself over and nearly gets hit by a car. Uh, and abuses unhappy, him. Yeah. <laughs> unhappy Watch about the fact going. that he's nearly been hit by a car on his way to killing himself. And uh, when he does get to the bridge, sees another boulder of identical size laying on the ground and gives it a, oh, Live and learn. Yeah, yeah, I've never in my life picked up on that joke. That, that was very, very funny. It's hard to mine suicide for comedy 
successfully and they did it very deftly in those yeah. few minutes. Would you call it a feel-good moment where the family come and he realises he shouldn't be doing it? It wasn't a good moment. No, do you, you think know, it would have been better if he had have realised that because his family loves him, that's why he shouldn't kill himself? I think so. And this is probably where the episode really struggles for it me. fell off a cliff after that. The comedy is fine. It's the gear changes in the plot that yeah. they really seem to struggle with. Yeah. Um, there, there weren't very believable segues from one part to the other. And, and that's why, for me, it's not a very memorable episode overall. It just got stupid in the end where all the signs and the, when he starts getting the crowd and I'm thinking as if these people are all going to be crowding for Homer and cheering him on and yeah. and it went, the, the final speech, man, how over the top was it? Yeah. I'm, I'm so sad because I'm leaving you. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah, no, you're getting a pay rise. You're back to your job. That's where you were happy in the first place. Yeah, yeah. The, and the sadness is over now. What was it you said the tears were, the tears were forced? Is that what you said? I said that they hadn't earned them. As you said, things had looked up for him and he's giving this speech to these guys that he didn't earn the right to be upset about it yet. He hadn't done enough, as as an audience member anyway, I didn't feel invested enough in that story to believe it. Now, there are other times where The Simpsons have legitimately made me cry. I'll come to those what, later. What, what, just, just tell me one now. Lisa Substitute um, at the train station, you are Lisa yeah, Simpson. Yeah, I think I cry, but that is a touching that story. That really yeah. got to me. The, the, like... I think that's just the maturing of a show as it goes along and learning how to tell better storylines, that they do drag you in. Whereas, well, they work their characters out by that point. Yeah, whereas yeah. this one just sort of felt a little bit distanced in the second half in particular. Like, what was what was the point of it all? Was it just to get Homer as a safety inspector and introduce Mr. Burns? Like, what what do you think was the point of Act 3? What does, what does it achieve? Yeah, it does have a little bit of the Mr. Burns power play, I guess. You, you see him as being... He's really drawn in this dramatic close-up the first time that you see him. His head fills about 80% of I the screen. I think that's why they... Um, well, I've read where this was meant to be the first time you acknowledge that you've seen Mr. Burns. Obviously, you see him in the, um, in the pilot. Yeah. Um, but you don't see him properly, you know what I mean? So, when, he, when they do the close-up of his face here, the evil music playing in the background is meant to be a big reveal. This is the big bad evil guy of the, of the series. Mm. Do you think they introduce him as an evil, uh, evil enough in this episode? Or do you think he sort of come across... More lighthearted than we've come to know him as. I don't know about lighthearted, but definitely not as evil. He pretty much just gave Homer a pay rise and full time job for nothing. Like obviously he wants. To, yeah, to but st- it was to shut up the protesters. Yeah, it, it was more about getting rid of a problem rather than it was. It was more of a businessman than an evil man in this. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he was more of a less satirical and less out there version of corporate America. Is sort yep. of what he's embodying at that moment. What would be your favorite? Before we wrap it up, what would be your favorite part of this episode? <laughs> Mine's the mine's the bus scene. I think that's where yep. it peaked. I think that was the funniest part in the whole episode. Yeah, I think the bus scene for me. I don't know if it's my favorite, but there is that nice moment where Bart says something nice to Homer, and Homer doesn't hear it. Gee, Dad's a hero. What'd you say, son? Nothing. That's okay. I'll just assume you said what I thought I heard you say. That was kind of sweet and touching. Um, I just love how much fun Bart's having when he's in it, trouble on the bus. It, actually, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Bart singing. <laughs> Steel driving man on the bus was hilarious. Da, 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 da. Wow! They took Bart Simpson to the graveyard and they buried him in the sand. Oh, yeah. And every locomotive that comes roaring by said, There lies a steel Bart? man. Lord, Lord, oh, there okay, lies Bart's enough. He's just having a great time. This is a punishment. Mrs. Krabappel comes up with his punishment that he absolutely revels in. All right, so that's about it. So, overall, not a very great episode. Probably the worst one of the series so far. I yeah. think there's probably obviously worst episodes. Yeah, and made it tough for this actually I was sitting down thinking what am I going to talk about for this episode I felt like we've been really really mean to this episode but it's just it's not very good like we've point, we've highlighted what's good about it mm. it's just not much of it 
No, no. Um, as I said, still funny. There are still some moments. Um, we, we'll put some clips up of the good bits. And yeah. You could probably save yourself going back and watching this one if you... Yeah. You're just not going to get much out of it other than to see the journey. You can see where they started from and contrast that to where they are and where they have been. And you ever wondered why Homer's put in charge of safety at the power plant? This episode explains it. Yeah. Sorry, that is one other great line from Marge. A great backhanded compliment that oh, she yeah. becomes pretty good at over the years. There, there, Homer. You'll find a job. You've caused plenty of industrial accidents and you've always bounced back. Thanks for listening to this episode four yep. of Four Finger Discount Australia. It's only Simpsons-based podcast. Thanks to our official sponsors, The Simpsons Best Moments on Facebook. Make sure you like them and check out their trivia nights. Please do. Get along, guys. It's, it's, uh, they're fantastic events and they're, they're, at, they're global at the moment. So keep an eye out on their page. Find out when they're coming near you. They're actually in Scotland as we speak. Mm-hmm. They're doing, and doing shows in London, Scotland, all over the place. We'll so. be getting a little special Groundskeeper Willie montage up. We are going to this week. Shortly, yes. yes. If you haven't already checked out our Harry Shearer, um, what was it? Harry Shearer Obscure Character Voices. So we did, yeah. a, we did a video. If you haven't checked it out, make sure to check it out on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash TV. It's the top 10 obscure vo- uh, characters voiced by Harry Shearer. Yep. And please send emails to us as well. It's, yeah. uh, what are we... Fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com. If you want anything mentioned on the show, either inbox us on Facebook or email us. Yep. Fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com. We'll mention everything on the show. Yeah. Well, it's not too racist. Yeah, no. We'll <laughs> leave the racism for me. The uh, If there are any... Uh, suggestions for future top tens as well. We'll take those on board. Any yeah. questions, any particular tri- trivia? So far, it's been a little light on the emails. I do have one in here. This is yeah. from this is from Ash, my wife. Okay. When are you due home? <laughs> so, look, that's nice. Um, but get get some questions in, guys. Seriously, we'd love to answer them. We'd love to hear from our fans. Yeah, that's it, guys. All right, well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. Shh.